monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G, and joining me as always is the cutest podcaster in town, the bride Nicole. Hello. And in your arms, a very fussy son of creature. Yes. Brody, we're podcasting, bud. <laughs> he's got no respect for the art, the art of podcasting. <laughs> he will when he's older. That's right. We're gonna replace you. So be called son of creature. <laughs> It'll be a spinoff. A spinoff. Yeah. Aww. That will slowly eclipse the original in popularity. Will you watch Goosebumps? No, we're only going to watch Hostel and Saw and No, he's Cannibal too Holocaust. young. But we're not going to do it this week. Next week. Alright. Anyway, uh, we didn't watch any of those things. We watched a 1980 ghost movie that was your pick. Called Haunted House. Changeling. Yes, I, I was getting to that. Directed by Peter Medak, starring George C. Scott and Trish Van Devere. The Changeling from 1980. And I have the trailer for us to listen to. Oh, good. Within this old house live two residents. One of them is John Russell, composer, professor. The other has been dead for over 70 years. Claire, I'd like to talk to you about the house. How did you die? Whatever it is, it's trying desperately to communicate. What is it in that house, Claire? What is it doing? Why is it trying to reach me? It's a hand. something of the senators he wants it back So, Nicole, this was your pick? Yes. Did you know anything about this movie before you picked it? Yes, I did. I looked it up in that, that book I bought you. What did you say it like that for? What book? I've looked at it, too. You made it sound like you were just like, that book that I bought you that you haven't looked no, at. I, no, I, I, that's not what I was saying at all. That's what your tone was like. My tone was, what's it called? I can't remember. I don't either, but it's helpful, yeah. So you, so you knew what? What did you know? 
Um, that it was a haunted house? Yeah, I knew it was a haunted house sort of mystery story, but the review I read of it said that it had some pretty cool scares in it, so that's what caught my attention. Well, I would say that that's a fair thing to say about this movie. This is a scary movie. Yeah, and I liked the mystery of it. Yeah, it's it's very much a haunted house movie, but it's also very much a mystery, like a murder mystery almost. Yeah, it's kind of like what a lot of horror, ghost horror movies do now, but... But good. But this is like one of the originals, I would say. That yeah, did, but it was really well done. You know, like where where there's a ghost in the house and then they discover something about the ghost and they have to unravel this mystery about how the ghost died yeah. in order to put the ghost at peace. Like kind so of like that. Movies, but not stupid. It was really good. Yeah, And so many of those modern ghost movies that you're talking about, even after they've done the thing that's supposed to put the ghost at rest, everything still goes tits up for no reason. So it was just like, the ghost's mad anyway because scary... So I appreciated that this movie actually bothered to pay any attention to its own story. It's plot heavy. So basically John Russell, played by George C. Scott, who is fantastic in everything, and this is no exception. What else have you seen him in? uh, He was Patton. He was in... um, My favorite role of his was he was the best part of Doctor Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Really? He's hilarious in that movie, yeah. I didn't know he was in that movie. Oh, he's so funny in that movie. Anyway, uh, he plays a composer who, whilst moving cross-country, his wife and daughter are killed in a traffic accident, and he moves into suburban Seattle, which actually looks a lot like Vancouver a lot of the time, because this was filmed a lot in Vancouver. Vancouver looks like... They use Vancouver for Seattle all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time in movies. Anyway, um, he moves into this big stately home and discovers that it's haunted and begins to unravel the mystery of uh, who the ghost is and why he's haunting and why he's all pissy. Right. And it, it's, it's actually quite a good plot. I don't really want to spoil much because the mystery is actually good and it even makes sense unlike a lot of Haunted House movies where ultimately the reason the ghost is pissed off never really makes any sense. But this one really, really did. It was pretty cool. It was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of twists and turns. We're not going to spoil it, are we? I don't think we should. I feel like we can talk about this one without spoiling I it. I think we can. Let's challenge ourselves this week. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Because <laughs> we spoil every movie. We do, because we're lazy and we don't want to try and be clever. So, but <laughs> Well, I think sometimes you have to spoil it in order to actually discuss it. I think we're just lazy. No, we're not uh, lazy. We're a little lazy. You're lazy. Well, let's talk about some of the cool, um, scary moments. Like, it has all your, your standard, the haunting, like the doors slamming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I also really like in a haunted house movie where he finds like a hidden room behind a door. Yes, and he has to take apart the the wall to get to the yeah, hidden room. Yeah, that was really cool. And the this is a beautiful looking movie. Like it's all very gothic and Victorian and, and I like that cobwebby. scene actually when he is taking apart the wall because he's using the hammer to to hammer away at the wall, mm-hmm. and then he stops because. He's hearing a noise that's like the hammer as he's hammering, but he stops and that noise keeps going and it's not a hammer noise yeah. like that. I really no- noticed the sound in this yeah. movie. Some some horror movies, the sound adds to it, but you don't really notice it. This one added to it and you do notice the sound design a lot. And I, I really liked it. The, the music it was kind of more like a choir almost. Like mm-hmm. the choir, choir music as scary shit's yeah. going down, and and the how, the noises the house make, I don't think are really traditional. What what more modern horror movies do? No, I would agree. I think they do a really good job. This movie's very atmospheric. Uh, like it, there's there's no real jump scares or anything. It's all just about building up like a spooky yeah. ambiance, and then 
the letting things play out. And I also love that there's no, there's almost nothing in this movie where there's the character trying to convince somebody that ghosts are real. Everyone just accepts it and moves on. There's no time wasted with characters who don't believe in it or think that there's a hoax or him trying to convince somebody that he's not crazy there really is a ghost in his house. The only characters that are involved in the movie all immediately accept that there's a haunting happening in this house, and I thought that was so refreshing, because it's so easy and cliche to milk drama out of the whole, no one believes me, but there's really a ghost. I like that a lot. That, that was not in this movie. I really thought one of the best scenes was the seance. The seance was great. Seances have been done to death now. Poorly, usually. But this one, boring. where she is writing down yeah, what she's writing, saying yeah. with the pencil, and the, the just and all it is is the sound of the pencil, yeah, and the way ra- rapidly on the paper. That was good. I yeah, really liked it, that. It was really creepy. Yeah, I was even a little bit creeped out, and I'm not afraid of anything. I wasn't just scared of anything. You weren't usually. I know, but That's it was good. It's really good, and I love the look of the attic, like the cobwebs everywhere, the wheelchair. It's great. So I picked a good one. You picked a really good one. I was really pleased with this movie. I thought it was really good. Yay, Jerry approves. Yeah, no, you. De- this is one of the better movies you've picked. What did you think of the girl actress? Who was actually, at the time, married to George C. Scott. The lead actor. She's I thought she was way playing. younger was really than good. him. I don't think she was that much younger than him. She you said that during the movie, and I didn't believe that. He looks like he could be her dad. I don't know. He could not. He was born in 1927. She was born in 1943. So she's... 16 years younger than him. That's quite a big, big age gap. I'm not judging. Well, just... no. I mean, in 1980, she would have been 37. And in 1980, he would have been 53. So that's not that bad. That's not too bad. No. she's all... Once you get past the age of 30, 20 years is nothing. <laughs> Whatever. You watch Girls Next Door. Those chicks are all like 21, 22. And Hugh Hefner is 86. This guy's no Hugh Hefner, Joey. George C. Scott is twice the man. Would he buy me a monkey for sleeping with him? I don't think so. That's a good point. He was also in uh, The Hustler, which is a great movie. And he was in a really good version of A Christmas Carol. George C. Scott, you asked earlier what other stuff he was in. Yeah. I was having trouble remembering it all. But he's been in a lot of good stuff. But he's so fucking good in Doctor Strange Love. You know, this is just a, a personal thing. Most times when you watch like a haunted house movie, you're like, holy shit, that house is scary and I never want to live in it. This house was awesome. I would love to live in a mansion. It was haunted and it tried to kill him. Well, yeah, but in my life. I would I like wouldn't. to live in a mansion, yes, but I don't want to live in a haunted mansion. I want to. I want to live in a house with haunted rooms and secret corridors and passageways. That does sound fun. It kind of sounds like having a back cave, doesn't it? Totally. A stately Wayne Manor. That's what I want to do. <laughs> well, Nicole, I tried to do some stuff here today. I tried to come up with a game for us. Well, we didn't rate it out of ten oh, yet. Okay, well, let's rate it out of ten. Go your, ahead. You go ahead first. I give first. it a nine out of ten. I give it an eight. Oh. Yeah, that was excellent. So I really, I like to come up with games here on the show. Today I couldn't think of one. So instead, I'm going to read to you. It's going to be boring. You're going to like it. Actually, I'm going to talk to you about the top ten famous real ghosts. Does anyone else in the audience think that Joey just likes the sound of his own voice? Because all these games involve more of you talking than me. Well, then you come up with the fucking game, smartass. I will. I thought you would like to hear about these. These are about like real haunted houses. <gasps> I people, would love well, to hear about movies it. Movies that are, you know, houses that are allegedly haunted. Uh, okay. Because I love a good haunted house story. So these are allegedly real. Yeah, these are the top ten famous real ghosts. Uh, this is from listverse.com and written by Jamie Freighter. So we're just going to read Mr. Freighter's stuff here. So, number ten, Nicole. Okay, are you ready? Ready. 
Kate Morgan, Hotel del Coronado. The Hotel del Coronado is a stunning Victoria beachfront. Sorry, I burped in the middle of that. The Hotel del Coronado is a stunning Victorian beachfront resort hotel in the very southern California city of Coronado, just south of San Diego. Scary so far? Just wait. It was only four years open when a beautiful young woman named Kate Morgan checked in on November 24, 1892. She was apparently very ill for the time she spent at the hotel, and it was later speculated that Talk she had slower, taken a large dose of quinine in an effort to induce miscarriage of an unwanted child. <laughs> Should have just fallen down the stairs. Oh my god. That she was distraught there was little argument. So when she was found on the outside steps leading to the beach on November 29th with a single bullet hole in her temple and a gun nearby, the death was quickly ruled a suicide. From that point on, strange phenomena have been reported at the hotel. Strange noises, flickering lights on and off, and even the occasional ghostly woman in Victorian garb wandering <gasps> the halls. Let's go there and investigate. No, thank you. We'll be like Mary Kane Ashley Olsen. We'll solve any crime by dinner time. Let's do it. It is worth noting... I don't want to read about this guy's research. I don't really care. Anyway. All right. That's, that's pretty creepy. I would point out that apart from the occasional ghostly woman in Victorian garb, like strange noises and lights flickering in a big hotel could be explained by so many things. No, um, obviously it's a ghost, Joey. I'm, yeah, one of those things is ghosts. <laughs> Number nine is the ghosts of the Stanley Hotel. If you were... St- it's the wrong were, you idiot who wrote this. If you were... If you were staying at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, and turned to channel 42 of your guest room television, you would be watching one of my all-time favorite movies, The Shining. Uh, what the fuck? Come on, get on with it. Uh, it's not supernatural, of course. Merely a nod to their role as the inspiration for Stephen King's novel. Apparently, this hotel was the inspiration for the novel. Okay. Employees report hearing the commotion of a great party in the grand ballroom when there is no one there. Children can be heard playing in the halls when there are no children at all, and many guests have reported seeing ghostly figures in their rooms at night, merely standing, watching. The fourth floor seems to be host to the most amount of activity, and there is one ghost in particular, purportedly Lord Dunraven, the previous owner of the land the property was built on, who can be seen standing over the bed or looking out of the window of room 407. He is widely blamed for any jewelry or valuables that have gone missing in the hotel over the years. Well, that's convenient. When your <laughs> maid fucking steals some goddamn <laughs> yeah. jewelry and you're like, it's a ghost! <laughs> Do you like my scary voice that I'm reading it in? I actually, that one actually scares me. I think you're going to have to come to bed with me tonight at the that. same time. I mean, this scares you. None of these are real. Ghostly figures standing above my bed is my biggest fear. Okay, well, luckily that isn't going to happen. Fucking watch your reality TV and it won't matter. The brown lady... <laughs> At Raynham Hall. Raynham Hall in Norfolk, England, is home to the subject of one of the most famous ghost photos ever captured. The brown lady is named so because she appears in a rich brocade brown dress. Very clever name. She is widely (laughs) believed to be the Lady Dorothy Walpole, sister of Sir Robert Walpole, who married Charles II. Oh my god, this is boring. She died under mysterious circumstances in 1726. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so basically it's just, there's this ghost and somebody like sneezed under the lens and there's a smudge and they're like, it's a ghost. I like how they blame the ghost for missing Joey. (laughs) Clifton Hall. Uh, It's in Nottinghamshire, England. Uh, the property, blah, 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 became a school, luxury, bathrooms, okay. Oh, and a few ghosts, of course. The Rashid family experienced unsettling phenomena with their very first night in the home in the form of a knocking sound and a man's voice calling, Hello, is anyone there? 
probably not in that voice. <laughs> in one incident, Anwar's wife Nabila went downstairs to prepare some milk for their 18-month-old son at oh 5 o'clock no, in the morning. Oh my god, no, don't tell me this! And observed her eldest daughter sat in front of the television, which is not strange when you have children. They watch TV. I watch TV. We all watch it. Joey. Um, I'm calling out to her, gave no answer, strange feeling up the stairs, and found that the eldest daughter was still fast asleep in her bed. So it was a ghost that looked like her daughter watching TV. Joey, you know how often I have to come down and prepare milk for Brody? Once a night. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, there's a lady in white in the Philippines. That one's kind of boring. Uh, Chloe in the Myrtle's Plantation. And there's a ghost of a slave in a plantation house in Louisiana. She listened to keyholes. And then he lopped off her ear as punishment, the master, and made her wear a green scarf over her head to cover the wound. There's no historical evidence to back up the story. Well, that's useless. Uh, Resurrection Mary. Something about a Mary chick. Uh, she's born. The Flying Dutchman. That's a good one. What's the Flying Dutchman? Oh, the Flying Dutchman is the captain's ship. Uh, it's like a, in 1641, there was this ship, this boat, right? Yeah. It was like, it's a ghost ship. They talk about it. It was the ship that Davy in the... Okay, in the yeah, it sounded Davy familiar. Apparently, you can see the <laughs> the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. There's a picture here, and it's really lame. <laughs> it's really funny. that Apparently, it's the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. And the ghost of Anne Boleyn, apparently, is another famous ghost. She was the second wife of Henry VIII. I'd never seen her. You ever seen a ghost? I ain't scared of no ghosts. I never seen a ghost. You no, know, but when I was really little, and I know this is nothing, but I was really little. And one of my earliest memories it was in my bed, and I woke up, and at the end of my bed was a little black kitten, and I thought, oh, my mommy bought me a kitten, and I reached out to touch, and I blinked, and it was gone. Yeah, you were asleep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you were dreaming. <laughs> but I was awake dreaming. So you think that you had a ghost cat, but actually you were asleep and yeah. you dreamt that you had a cat. But it was... A, I was That's awake. not the same as a ghost. I, I dreamt that I had sex with Halle Berry. It doesn't mean that I did. No, I was awake dreaming, though. Awake dreaming. Daydreaming? Awake dreaming. <laughs> it's called daydreaming. No, it was... was it seemed it was real. I had sex with Fergie. It doesn't mean that like, I did. Like, I must have been awake, but like partially asleep still. That's what I think. <laughs> okay, so you were dreaming. Awake dreaming. <laughs> okay, but as long but as we're clear that those aren't the same thing. Now I'm going to be scared to come down and make milk for a brody. Why? Because of what you just said. We don't live in a big old stately home with like dozens of rooms and ghosts. We have a very modern home. One other piece family has lived here before us and they're all alive. We don't know that. Yeah, we do. Damn. I still get their mail. <laughs> they moved to the Northwest Territories. One of them is a judge. How do you know this? I don't remember why I know this, but I do know this. Oh. It's true. And one of them is in occupational health and safety because I get all this fucking women's stuff all the time. <laughs> fuck, there's like a magazine, like oil spills, and fuck me. I keep sending them back and saying they don't live here anymore, but they keep coming. Yeah, we've lived here for like five years now. I know, I don't even know who to talk to about it. I've just given up. I just get their mail all the time now. <laughs> I want to start like pretending I'm them and like starting correspondence with people. That's creepy. Don't do that. You'll get in creepy. trouble. I probably would. But seriously. Big trouble. You sometimes know, I read the Occupational Health right, and Safety This is fun. Next week, next week I'm going to have a ghost story that's real that I'm going to look up. Because I kind of know it, but I want to know more <laughs> about it. Like someone just at a bar told me this story. So. Oh, yeah. That is definitely real. No. I know this person that told it to me. Who is it? One of my coworkers. And they, they're convinced it's real? Yeah. 
And I'm going to look it up and uh, I'll tell you. Uh, so next week you look forward to Ghost Story by Nicole. If there's one thing I love, it's ghost stories. If there's one thing that I can't stand, is people who insist that ghost stories are true. <laughs> you don't know that. I think a story can be true without being real. Isn't that a beautiful sentiment? It's very poetic. <laughs> you are very beautiful, Joey. Thank you. Beautiful so human being. I have to admit that my reading these ghost stories was kind of a wash because A, they were boring, and B, Nicole started getting scared, and I really want to read a book later, so <laughs> I stopped halfway through. I'm scared. It's okay, Nicole. I'll protect you from the goats. Can you imagine if it was like a ghost of a goat? Well, it's also kind of creepy because right now all the lights in our house Which are off. Which you insisted on doing because Sorry. Son of Creature is sleeping. Yeah, it's a good reason. I'm not saying it's not. I'm scared. All right, this episode sucks. <laughs> don't. It doesn't, yeah, suck. doesn't suck. You're so rude to us. <laughs> oh, did you glare at me just now? Oh, get her. Well, Nicole, you picked a good movie. I picked a boring thing to talk about, but it was still a good movie. I liked what you talked about. I thought it was interesting. Oh, it's good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love real, real fake ghost stories. Thank you for calling them real fake. I really appreciate that. Because I love ghost stories, but it is annoying when people insist that they're you all... You see, I saw a ghost once. I'm like <sighs> on the fence about believing in that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's So, fun. yeah, so I, I do really freak myself out with it. So yeah. I'm really happy that I live with someone like you. But I like that you acknowledge the fact that the reason you want to believe in ghosts and that you say that you halfway believe in them is because it's fun to tell ghost stories, not because you have any actual belief in ghosts. And if you're listening and you're like, well, I saw ghost stories offending me right now, well... In that case, you know, fuck you, grow <laughs> up, stop being eight years old, there's no such thing as ghosts. Well, I still believe I have a little black kitten somewhere in my future. He's dead. He's, he's a, dead, but he's alive to me. So kind of like how you were sleep dreaming and wake dreaming. Yep. Do cats dream of you, you think? Maybe this little black kitten dreams of me. And he's scared shitless. <laughs> this is ghost girl that was no, but, Well, dreaming. I am like Elmira from Tiny Toons Adventures to Two Animals. I just I squeeze them like and I want to love them. And everyone turned off the TV when you came on. Yeah, she was really not funny. I liked her, but I pretty much do that to animals. Oh, I know, and husbands. I don't say I'm going to potty train you. You can't. I can't be tamed. <laughs> I'm too wild. Ew, I'm like Joey. I'm a rebel without a cause. Just keep. Let's keep going. All right, enough Move of this on. bullshit. It's time to talk about next week's movie. Your pick. It is my pick, which is why, and you can tell it's my pick because it's going to have monsters in it. We're, we haven't touched on this subgenre, which surprised me. We have not watched a werewolf movie. Ooh. I like werewolf movies. I think werewolf movies are cool. I like werewolf movies. We're going to watch one of my favorite werewolf movies. We're going to watch The Howling. When was it made? Uh, in the 80s sometime. Um, it was made by Joe Dante, who also made movies like The Gremlins and The Gremlins 2. And The Howling in 1981. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. Does it, does it show the werewolf in it? Oh, it does. Is it? What does it look like compared to the American werewolf in London? No, what's it called? Uh, an American werewolf in London? Yeah. Because um, you watched this. I think that's the only werewolf movie I've seen. It's that one, one of my favorites. It's my other favorite, actually. Uh, it looks different. And the transformation scene isn't maybe as good as um, the one in... But it's different. It's not trying to be the same thing at all. I think it's really good. I think they're both really good. But I really like it quite a bit. The, besides that, the only werewolf thing I think I've seen is the Goosebumps episode. What was that Goosebumps werewolf book called? Do you remember? The Living Dummy. <laughs> I don't know. No. Anyway, there was a Goosebumps episode about I'm a sure werewolf, was, yeah. and it really freaked me out when I was little. Yeah. 
And I let that was one of my favorite Goosebumps stories too. Mostly because I like dogs, even if they're evil. Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Yeah, that's the I one. I remember that one actually. That was a good one. Yeah. I read a lot of Goosebumps when I was a kid. Me too. Oh, what? I'm looking at the cover. The old, the new covers are not good. Let me see. Turn it towards me. No, I'm checking. I'm doing something. Stop I can't it. see. See, that's the cover I like right there. Yeah, that's, that's the cover the I like too. Right. This is the new cover. It's actually not that bad, but I like the old cover better. The new cover is barely any different. Are you crazy? It's totally different. It's a werewolf howling at but the But look moon. at the Goosebumps logo is my point. Look at how much more like happy it looks. This one, like, I realize it's not that much different, but this one looks a little bit less, like, fun and jovial and a little bit more scary than this one. This one looks like Goosebumps cereal. Did, that's true. I will agree with you there. Um, do you, did you ever keep all your old Goosebumps books? Did I ever? Uh, yeah, once or twice. <laughs> no, yes. I think, I, Shut up. I don't know. They're either If they're not at my mom's house, then she probably gave them to a library. But if they, they might be at my mom's house. I don't know. I think... My mom. I had a lot of them. I had no. I had a lot of them. I think my mom asked me if she could get rid of them, and I said yes to most of them. That's I think sick. I kept a few of the ones that I really liked. Did you have a favorite? The first one I ever read was the Ghost Beach one. Okay, was it, wasn't it that just was number Ghost three? Beach? Yeah, it was called Ghost Beach. I think it was Goosebumps number three. Was my first one. Uh, I thought three was Don't Go in the Basement. I don't think so. I might be wrong. The very first one is the best one. I actually still maintain that Welcome to Dead House is a really scary I story. actually never read the first one. I read them in order because I'm even with a... We later learned that I have OCD <laughs> at the time. We were just like, And the oh. werewolf one I remember pretty well. Some of the ones at camp, I don't remember. There's like a bunch. They had a bunch in the series of camps. Okay, hang on. I just want to find the... Give me the fucking list. Oh, don't yell at the internet, Joey. That's not a good idea. Mm. You'll get sucked in. This is annoying. Why aren't they showing me what they are? Bibliography. No, nope, that's not what I want. I'm going to find this out. This episode was short, so we're going to keep going. While I'm there. <laughs> List of Goosebumps books. Here's what I want. Ooh, I have an assignment for our view, Don't not give them audience. Don't give them homework. I know. It'd be interesting if, if you guys have read Goosebumps. Tell us your favorite Goosebumps. Don't say that because no one's going to write in and we're going to sound stupid. I know. We can just so make up. Let's make up wrong. viewers. The, um, the beach one isn't even in the first 15. Beach house? Yeah. The first one is Welcome to Dead House. Then the second one was Stay Out of the Basement, which was the one where the dad becomes like a fucking monster plant. The third one was Monster Blood. That was a good one. Number four was Say Cheese and Die. It was that camera one I liked. liked. that one. Five was The Curse of the Mummies 2, which is a great name. I like Night of the Living Dummy. Six was Let's Get Invisible, which I always thought was kind of dopey. I didn't like that one as much. Night of the Living Dummy was seven, which was a good one. That one he came back like four times. The Girl Who Cried Monster. I love The Girl Who Cried Monster. Welcome to Camp Nightmare was good. Yeah. The Ghost Next Door was good. I didn't read that The one. Haunted Mask was awesome. Yeah. It had that like, gargoyle mask. Well, it, like, oh, so good. That was a good... The TV yeah. show version of that was good, yeah, too. Yeah, the books were better. Be Careful What You Wish For was good. Piano Lessons Can Be Murder I always liked because the cover had these like disembodied hands playing piano. Uh, the Werewolf of Fever Swamp. You Can't Scare Me. One Day at Horrorland, I remember I really liked. Oh, yeah. Where's Ghost Speech in the list, then? I'm getting there. Oh, maybe Why I'm Afraid the of Bees. Monster Blood 2. When you come to doing Deep Trouble, I remember I liked a lot, too. It, had, it was like a shark If one. you're just going to list all of these, it's going to be boring. Yeah, it is boring, but I'm doing it anyway. And then, the, oh, this was one of my favorites. The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. That was a good one. I don't think I read that one. And then Ghost Speech was number 22. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Phantom of the Auditorium was good. Attack of the Mutant was good. 
I just want to reread all of these. I really like them. They each Block of Doom. Each chapter ended with a cliffhanger. I read those books so fast because of that. Well, and you know where they came from, right? Like these are totally just uh, novels. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, stories. they're all totally inspired by EC horror comics of the fifties. Oh, the Barking Ghost. Remember that one with the dog? Let me see the cover. This, the rabid dog yeah. in the cover. I liked anything with dogs. Revenge of the. I like when they. I like the ones that were really scary, or the ones that got like super. Campy, like the Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. I remember reading that one. I didn't like the campy. How I Got My Shrunken Head. I like the really, like, goofy ones, like Egg Monsters from Mars. R.L. Stein was a cool guy. All right, well, we've bored you long enough about talking Goosebumps books. <laughs> I also um, really liked Are You Afraid of the Dark? The TV series was fantastic. Yeah. It's on DVD now. Was it a TV series before his books? There weren't any books for Are You Afraid of the Dark. They, well, they were. There must have been novelizations. Yeah, I was think. a TV series first. Okay. I never saw those books. There was I Fear read Street. them. I remember Fear Street. No, I read some of the You Fear the Dark ones. They weren't very good. I think they were based on the show. Yeah. Well, the show's episodes were so lame. Like, when you watch them now, like, they're fun. But I'm like, how could you turn this into a novel, even for kids? I think, I think like, kids like to get scared, I think. Because when we showed that to my yeah, little cousins, everyone likes when we showed those to my little cousins, they wanted to watch more and more of it, even though it was cheesy and out of date. Yeah, they didn't find it scary at all. Remember, they were laughing. Yeah, but they liked it. Yeah, they did. But we were telling them how scary it was when we were kids. And they were like, really? I remember one of them even saying, you thought this was scary? I was like, shut <laughs> up. It was. I was actually surprised how not scary it is as an adult. <laughs> the only scary part of the whole show is the opening credits. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of credits, it's time to go. We'll see you next week when we're going to be watching The Howling. Until that time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?